Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Sunday, July the 31st, the 18th week of the year. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 8, verses 35 through 39. Romans, chapter 8, verses 35 through 39. And our reading uh, today, uh, St. Paul begins by posing a, a very uh, important and interesting question. And uh, it's a one that comes to us periodically in our own lives. We may ask ourselves in one form or another. Uh, the, this particular question that <clears throat> St. Paul is posing to the Romans and really to Christians down through the ages. The question is this, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? And <clears throat> Paul begins by proposing a number of uh, instances of uh, perpetrators that will indeed be able to separate us from the love of Christ. He says, will it be a trial? That is, some cross we are being asked to bear. And uh, that's certainly true. We face many trials, some of them trivial, small, little irritations. But we also may face a great, uh, great trial the loss of a loved one, uh, a sickness that we have to face, some setback in our careers, perhaps in our personal lives, perhaps in the responsibilities that we have in helping and meeting the needs of others, perhaps some disability that we have either acquired or were born with. These are trials. These are crosses. And trials may be that we suffered unjustly from some accusation, some rumor, uh, someone viciously in order to advance themselves, uh, may have stepped over us and on us, may have betrayed us. That trial. Then he goes on and he says, or distress. Uh, today we know what that means, to be under duress, under stress. Uh, so many people today are experiencing enormous stress, especially in the last uh, 18 months, perhaps even longer than that. The tremendous distress of uh, pandemic, uh, lawlessness and riots, uh, by uh, rioters, all in the name of some notion of uh, social justice, which uh, is laughable if it wasn't so sad and so destructive and so taking of life. The distress economically now of just meeting everyday responsibilities and requirements uh, for ourselves and perhaps for loved ones, uh, maybe a loss of a job, 
uh, our company moved away, our company is moving and we'll have to relocate. Uh, there's all kinds of stresses in modern life. Maybe our family is not what we thought it would be. Maybe our children are having difficult times adjusting to adolescence or to young adulthood. And whatever it may be, distress. We may ask ourselves, as with a trial, well, where is God in the midst of all this? Why isn't God helping me? I've gone to church. I've raised my children properly. I've tried to lead a good life. And I have all of this stress, and there is no word from the Lord. There is no seeming help. Or persecution. Um, persecution need not be the kind that many people experience in the world today. You know, we think of the martyrs as only those who lived centuries ago or millennia ago, the early church. No, persecutions go on right now. Individuals and human beings and families are being tortured and put to death for the name of Christ for their fidelity to the church, to the gospel and the Christian message. Uh, so persecutions, we may, though in a very subtle way, by our faith, by our belief in the gospel, we may have lost friends. We get passed over for a job. We're no longer invited uh, places that once welcomed us, our children, or uh, uh, now being socially isolated because we believe that the gospel is the way by which and the truth by which we live our lives and wish to raise our children. That persecution. Hunger. Hunger is a real thing. It can be physical and spiritual. It can be mental and psychological. Hunger is a is a longing for something that we need, not something we want. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about hunger on a physical level. And many people in America who go to bed hungry, the children do, the elderly do, in the land of plenty. Although many people now are feeling it with the so-called interruption of supply lines, yet there, I'm talking about a real hunger where there is an absence of food, basic food to simply live. There's a spiritual hunger in this country. That's, that's, that's the worst because it involves a relationship with God and the destiny of our immortal soul. Uh, there is a, a, a mental hunger those that are trapped in failing schools, those who lack the opportunities to expand their talents and abilities, that hunger, a psychological hunger for so many people who are unable to get the necessarily men mental health that they need and help, can that separate us from the love of Christ? Or nakedness. Nakedness is not simply lack of clothing. It can be a nakedness as a vulnerability. The vulnerability of people today, think of people living in high crime areas, 
Uh, that's a vulnerability surrounded by drugs and gangs, uh, those that come across our southern borders from the various cartels. We feel vulnerable, those along our border and around the country where there, there, there is a, a feeling of vulnerability that we don't have any measure of safety and security. That's a nakedness. Danger. So many people today live in fear. They live in fear. Fear in, in their neighborhood and in their homes. There is a, a, a danger uh, present. Some people are afraid of losing what little they have. Uh, danger lurking around every corner. There's a fear. There's a fear that is present in so many today, which causes us to be defensive, suspicious, lacking in trust, or the sword, that is, uh, violence. Look at the violence you see on television every day. Uh, we look at that and we, we're just amazed. The, the movement to get rid of the police, uh, and we see what that brings. Not freedom, but chaos and lawlessness. Afraid of the sword. Both the sword that is taken away from the law enforcement people and the sword that is ready to perhaps kill us through violent crime. All of those things can cause us to wonder, does Christ really love us? Is Christ real? Is he present? St. Paul says, yet in all of this, we are more than conquerors because of him who loved us. We can, love, we can conquer all of that because Christ, Christ loves us, went to the cross for us, took all of that and infinitely more. He took our sins and our guilt and went to the cross. And Paul says, I'm certain, I'm certain, neither death nor life, angels or principalities, the present or the future, nor powers, height or depth or any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God that comes to us in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is a call to live with a confident hope. It's not to stick your head in the ground or to be Pollyannish or unrealistic or with your head in the clouds. But it is that inner hope that says, yes, these are real things, real dangers, real challenges, real deprivations that we face. But they need not conquer us permanently, lastingly, and separate us from the love of God. They do not have that power. We have the power to give it up. We can turn away. We can deny God. That's our freedom. But Paul is saying, none of those things will do it. None of those things. It only happens when we surrender it, when we hand it over. And Paul is saying that there is nothing there 
that can separate us from the love of Christ. So on this Sunday, as we go forward and continue to live our daily life, we may wonder, does God love us and care for us? We are invited to look to the cross on Calvary and the empty tomb, the death and resurrection of Christ. God loves you and it is a love that conquers all fear. And because Christ is alive, he's at the right hand of the Father. We can face today and tomorrow and all that may come to us, knowing that we are more than conquerors because of the God who loves us. God bless you.